It's Afternoon Karak with Aisha Al Mazmi and Mikhail Atia on Pulse 95. How you doing, guys? Uh, welcome to the Afternoon Karak. Honestly, there's nothing I really want to do or say except for the fact that tomorrow is going to be the premiere for Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes, I got those book. I got those tickets booked for tomorrow. My friend keeps snagging me. He's like, "Listen, bro." better make sure nothing comes up. You better make sure your whole schedule is free because this movie's coming out tomorrow and it's going to be a banger. All of our theories, all of our discussions, all of the rumors, Tobey Maguire, especially Tobey Maguire, will all be answered tomorrow night at 11 p.m. when I finally sit down at the, at the theaters and watch this movie for all its glory. The hype is real and everyone's definitely excited. But until then, let's talk about what we got to, for today. Starting off with the, uh, interestingly enough, some uh, some sort of like warning from some insider out there who went on Twitter saying, guys, you might need to be a little bit worried about the Grand Theft Auto 6 uh, development. There's some concerns regarding the uh, development of this game and uh all the expectations you may have, all the excitement you have for this game might not be as, might not be all that warranted, honestly. He actually says you might be in for a disappointment. What's that about? Interesting, right? Netflix also announced that they are making a live action Mega Man movie. Well, if already Sega banked on the live action adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog and we got Nintendo going all the way in for a Super Mario animated feature film, then I guess the next step is Mega Man. Why not? Let's talk about it. Also, we are uh, talking about the new DualSense wireless controller colors from PlayStation. Yes, the PlayStation 5 controllers uh, have a co the color roster has been expanded, as well as finally, if you've always wanted to have a console cover besides the white one, now PlayStation is going to be officially releasing their own covers. Uh, there's a little bit of backstory behind why this is bittersweet and uh, just wanted to kind of go into it later this hour. Also, somebody accidentally misplaced the pricing point for an NFT that would cost roughly around 300000 but wind up costing a lot less. Yikes. Do I feel bad about this person? Well, that will depend on how I feel about NFTs. That and so much more right here on the Afternoon Cut-Up. If you ever feel like you want to join in the conversation, don't forget, guys, the text lines are up. 4215-IT'S-A-LOT or DO. Let's get into it right now. Coming up next, the Grand Theft Auto 6 Rumor. Speculation. Gossip. Or hoax. Rumor has it. This isn't much of a rumor so much as it is sort of um insider warning. Okay, so what are we talking about? Grand Theft Auto 6. It's not been officially announced by Rockstar Games, whether they are developing it, but it's it's sort of an open secret. It's obvious that they are they're in the works. It's it's been many years since we've heard anything. Um, so much so that they've been really just kind of working on the Grand Theft Auto 5 online and Red Dead Redemption 2 online. But besides that, when a long period of silence uh, happens, you just everybody kind of fig everybody kind of figures, yeah, 
there's probably a new project in the works. So, Grand Theft Auto 6 has been sort of the talk uh, of almost every every rumor out there uh, for the past couple of years, and um, we have little bits of you know information here and there, but it never feels concrete. Well. Here's one interesting insider knowledge. An insider reports that fans may be disappointed with aspects of the Grand Theft Auto 6 development, adding that the development itself has been especially chaotic. He went on Twitter and he said it was kind of cryptic. He gave three uh, major points. He says that some people don't realize how chaotic the development is. And I can imagine because, uh, you know, with every Grand Theft Auto project, I feel like they've They've gotten progressively more ambitious. Red Dead Redemption 2, I think, is a reflection of how it just how much attention to detail and how much time and an effort went into creating that very, you know, atmospheric, self-contained world of the Wild West. And, and now re- returning back to, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto, a more modern, modernized world with a lot more features involved uh, and mechanics. And I think it's it's a decade long uh, of feedback from the community, decade long demand from fans as to what they expect from a future Grand Theft Auto game. Um, I think I can get what this one talking point means. Uh, the next talking point says, I really think there will be disappointment from people for some aspects. This is of course not on the graphical side. And this is where maybe, okay, uh, I can see why there's some con- like, personally I feel concerned about that as well I mean w- when he says that to be dis- for fans to be disappointed is it that if there is a artistic direction in which Rockstar Games is going for is it the fact that the campaign will be a lot shorter and there's a gr- much greater focus to the online mode because as you know Grand Theft Auto Online is Rockstar's most most lucrative business model, you know, they make a lot of money from it. So I think maybe there could be that trajectory where uh, not a lot of focus on 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 a main story and offline story experience, but rather to make a lot of the game's experience more multiplayer based. So perhaps that could get fans disappointed. Maybe it's the story or the fact that. Grand Theft Auto will lose that edge and comedic touch that everyone knows. It's the satirical touch that all fans know and love about the series. And his final talking point, he says, if the game is announced this year or early 2022, we can be really worried. And I think what this implies is that Rockstar might be pushing Grand Theft Auto 6 uh, a little bit uh, too early uh, it means like the, the game is not ready out for the market and because of that there could be a lot of crunch uh, uh, crunch culture happening is that the word crunch no <laughs> I forgot the I forgot the but basically it's it means that they're they're pushing their teams or development teams to work on this 24 7 and that's never good because uh, you know burnout culture can come out of that and it's pretty toxic. Uh, and, and maybe they're trying to, 
you know, in some way appease the community and the fan base because with the recent release of Grand Theft Auto uh, Remastered Trilogy and the review bombs that came out of that, uh, they feel the need to probably announce as soon as they can that yes, we are working on a Grand Theft Auto 6, but the insider says that if they announce it by the end of this year or, or beginning of 2022, then you should be a bit worried because that means that Rockstar is probably rushing this game out as, as to, they're trying to rush it out into the market as soon as possible and you know when you rush a video game out into the market it's probably gonna it's probably not a good idea because you're gonna spend a year or two trying to fix all the things you should have done when you were developing it in the first place uh, example cyberpunk 2077 that game is still not fixed to this day it still has a lot of glaring issues Battlefield 2042 just came out. People are complaining that it's super buggy and it has a lot of technical issues. Um, and I don't want this to be the case for Rockstar Games. It's it's bad enough that their reputation's on the uh, down on the dirt because of their re uh, recent release for GTA Remastered Trilogy. But this is an interesting insider warning. Um, I will definitely keep in mind and see if anything Rockstar announces in the in the coming month or so. And if this insider is really foreshadowing something that we should definitely be concerned about. But until then, we're going to have to wait and see. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation uh, new product line of colors for their covers, as well as their PS5 controllers, right here on the Afternoon Cut Make a hot cuppa and relax. It's Afternoon Karak with Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atia on Pulse 95. I think that one of the, I wouldn't say drawbacks, but the first things every, everybody noticed about the PS5 was the color. Do you remember when you said, ah, oh, they're definitely going to release a black one and then obviously they did not. Yeah. But apparently Sony is coming up with something a little bit more creative and basically making sure that every single PS5 owner can somewhat customize their PS5 with a whole set of galaxy colored covers and that includes pink and purple and when I saw that I'm like perhaps it's time yes to get a PS5 it's it's long overdue uh, I thought they would release this, these product lines uh, much sooner but I think uh, they were dealing with uh, some legalities because there were third-party companies yep. that were making their own custom designs of uh, the PlayStation 5 cover and uh, they basically got a cease and desist from Sony and like no no uh, because I think it's just for this exact reason they wanted to launch it themselves have their own official uh, product line mm -hmm. and um, I'm mesmerized we got we got colors such as midnight black cosmic red these already came out uh, a while back but the new ones are Nova pink starlight blue and galactic purple they got some really nice names they're really nice names and they're they're basically they work they make sense with the theme they're going which is like they said a galaxy color um, and they're also coming up with some controllers as well so you can match or mix and match with your PS5 
PS5 cover. Now here's the thing, is this the first time technically PlayStation does that with their PlayStations? Because what I know is that usually when it comes to PlayStations, is that they would release, you know, limited edition colors, specifically, it's like a whole set, like a whole set of PS5s that are, sorry, PS, previous PlayStations, but are a specific color. Yeah. But it's the customizability. Is that a whole new thing with Sony? I think with the the console covers themselves, yes, this is the new, like, this is something new because most of the time, if you wanted something customizable, you'd have to buy the limited edition of that console. Exactly, you which know? is why I'm thinking it's, smart of them it's about time as well because um, if you compare it to the Nintendo Switch for example you also need to buy an entire thing but also because what's the color that changes or the differences or the customizability within a Switch for example is the actual Joy-Cons and those even though some people claim that the price point is quite high this is where you can easily customize it so you're not really buying an entire full console yeah. just to customize it so I'm loving this especially since like you said there's a whole emergence of third party stores whether even on Etsy itself I've seen people sell stickers and whatnot even covers for the Switch and other consoles basically it's available so it's only about time that Sony takes advantage of that and releases their own official covers as well I'm definitely want to get my hands on the Midnight Black I, I just always like the PlayStation being just a black console so hopefully whenever Geek A or whatever store nearby sells it I'm going to get my hands on it very soon yes. coming up next Netflix uh, announced that they are working on a live action Mega Man hmm, pretty interesting. cool very cool as well Let's talk about that coming up next right here on the Afternoon Cutter. Make a hot cuppa and relax. It's Afternoon Karak with Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atia On Pulse 95. Just yesterday, you were mentioning or talking about how Netflix does not shy away from basically adapting everything and turning them into a live action. And apparently they have a specific project on the horizon. Yes, so besides all of the other adaptations they've announced, such uh, such as Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, their success with The Witcher and the Castlevania animated series, now they're banking on a Capcom intellectual property, Mega Man. Hmm. Now here's the thing. I think yeah. that Mega Man is really cool, part of all of our childhoods. But it, I wouldn't say it's dead. I mean, every single character, every single IP out there that exists in the world, there's always at least a bunch of people who follow it religiously. But I feel like I miss it very much. So maybe this is smart Netflix to kind of be like, hmm, let's tap into something that a lot of people might have forgotten about and would love to see very much. I mean, at this point, you got Nintendo coming out with Super Mario, Sega with Sonic, and now Capcom wants to bank in on it as well. Mega Man is an iconic character, and I don't see the reason why they shouldn't adapt it. Uh, but as much as the other details of how long uh, this movie's been in the work or when it might release, still there are no information about it. Mm -hmm. But as some have pointed out, Netflix got to see sort of like a first look, mm -hmm. uh, first uh, first impression uh, with the entertainment studio that's uh, dealing with it, Churnin Entertainment, and because of because of that first impression, Netflix saw something that they really liked and uh, basically greenlit the project. 
Now, no offense to Netflix, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is something that the public would also enjoy, but they probably saw something in it that they were like, yes, it is worth investing in, especially since Netflix has a first look deal with Chernin, which just like Mikhail said, that means that they basically uh, have the ability to look into the project and say, hmm, this is worth the money that you're putting into it. And especially since uh, what would happened uh, with Cowboy Bebop just like two days ago over the weekend, which came as a massive surprise, it just shows that yes, they will greenlit nearly anything, but at the same time, no show is safe from being cut out. Let's take a quick short break. I've got to these sports headlines, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of things, including TikTok and perhaps other stuff such as the Fantastic Beasts and so much more right here on the Afternoon Karak. <sighs> Make a hot cuppa and relax. It's Afternoon Karak with Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atia on Pulse95. I think everybody is trying to do something similar to Spotify Wrapped. Have you seen the one from Instagram? No, I haven't. There's one from Instagram stories. There's one on Snapchat that has been ongoing for the past two or three years. And uh, tw- TikTok is also doing a 2021 music recap. And it's saying that it's getting even better at creating billion listen mega hits. And it goes back to what we spoke about when TikTok kind of announced, or at least I believe some people noticed that there is sort of a correlation between the songs that go viral on TikTok and the songs that end up being at the top of the billboard. Yeah, TikTok has become a beast in the entertainment industry. If anything, a lot of indie music uh, creators, composers, uh, fan edits would mm-hmm. wind up getting viral and uh, getting their getting their huge hits on Spotify. Yeah, all sorts of success stories come from that, and uh, it's just getting bigger and bigger. The amount of viewership has almost increased, mm-hmm. du- nearly doubled since 2020, uh, since last year, and uh, it's, it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Yes, and it's a very very interesting phenomenon. I don't feel that we have seen something similar on other social media platforms whether it's Instagram or it's Twitter, especially I'm talking about the sort of, um, let's say social media platforms that are similar to TikTok. I mean, it's kind of unique for now, as usual, for now until something breaks through, because in comparison, we've got Instagram, which is very um, picture and video based, even though, yes, there is some audio, but then adding music, I mean, especially here in the UAE and other regions, it's still somewhat new. I believe it started only maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago. Twitter obviously does not have any audio sort of thing. They do have the ability to start spaces, which is sort of like a way to speak and talk. So it's very unique in its position. And it's very interesting to see this phenomenon. And I love it very, very much. According to its report, around 430, yes, 430 songs manage to exceed the 1 billion video views on the platform this year. My God, TikTok has really opened the doors for new artists and content creators. And um, it's just, it, I just feel bad for the other social media platforms. They just are not able to hit those numbers. You know? Again, let's think about it. Um, TikTok used to be Musical.ly before. Yeah. And Musical.ly was 
even though it existed since 2017, 2016, I believe. We all, pretend, we all tried to pretend it didn't exist. Exactly. And then something happened in late 2019 and then the pandemic kind of uplifted it even more than before. And for some reason, that created some sort of interest within that uh, social media platform. And this just means that anything can happen within that world of social media platforms. And there has been a push for a lot of new social media platforms. You can kind of say there ha- there was a lag between uh, since Twitter was introduced slash Instagram around that era up until TikTok. We haven't really seen any new social media platform. But now we have another one. So yes, it's hard to break through. But at the same time, it's easier than you might think it is. It's all about hitting those right spots. So congratulations to TikTok, which also boasts, now this is very interesting, over 175 trending TikTok songs making it to the Billboard Top 100. So it's successful from many, many aspects and it's also showing a very interesting phenomenon. If anything, uh, to all those who create content on TikTok, I think we'll all put on our New Year resolution. Hopefully, one of our videos gets viral. Just once. Just, Just once. once. I want to get a million views on one it, of my videos. It can happen. It can easily happen. I believe Hani from yeah. Future Talk, his videos have gone viral several Kudos times. Kudos to him, yeah. Maybe you should take some lessons from him. He has, um, he has some secrets. I got I to use more of those musics from uh, from TikTok. Maybe. The trending music. I don't Maybe. do that, weirdly enough. Maybe. I think, uh, Mikhail, you need to do some market research and work on it. Yep. And uh, wish you good luck on this and this upcoming year on TikTok. Coming up next, let's talk about the new Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore trailer showing or giving us a first look of Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. Coming up next right here on the Afternoon Cutting. Make a hot cuppa and relax. It's Afternoon Karak with Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atia on Pulse 95. The new Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore trailer shows us the first look of Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. And all I can say is that I am angry. I'm furious. Yeah, it is such a... Why did it take them so long to cast him as Grindelwald? He is so... He's so perfect. He he is just so natural to him. No offense to Johnny Depp. Exactly, but it was like this role was created for this person. Where was Warner Brothers this entire time? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking at Johnny Depp's design from the previous movie, and he, he just was over the top. You know, he had he had a weird eye and a spiky white hair, and just he just looked over the top. You know, mm. uh, but this one he. he this 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 design is much much cleaner. It feels it feels right for it this feels character. Sinister, and that's the thing that Mads can embody very very well. And I'm not saying that that is the only role he can do, but he has the ability to just glare at you, and you'd be like, I'm terrified. I'm I'm colossal. I'm gone. So that is exactly the type of feel that was missing in the previous Fantastic Beast uh, movies. Especially since, like you said, Johnny Depp was a little bit over the top. Again, I'm not sure if it was his idea or maybe it was costume, maybe it's the director, maybe whoever it is. I don't think so. I don't think she's that involved in the movies for quite a while now. Even the previous movies, she was involved, but to an extent. I think when it comes to author involvement, of course, it's all it depends on their contract and whatnot. But I feel like it's only 
like a handful of authors that actually have the say and ability to uh, make those big decisions. For example, Neil Gaiman and his upcoming uh, movies and TV shows, for example, we've had, um, we have The Sandman that is still coming very soon. And he has the ability to basically be involved with the decision making. But beyond that, I don't think um, a lot of authors do, and I don't think J.K. Rowling does have that authority. Despite that, uh, looking at the trailer, um, I've always been indifferent about the Fantastic uh, Beast films. But looking but at Mads, but Mads Mikkelsen, but Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, seeing Dumbledore uh, a little bit more involved in this story, mm-hmm. I I do feel like this one has high stakes. It, it looks a little bit more action oriented. Uh, the the two movies, especially the second one, suffered from this really con- convoluted uh, story. It just it was very incohesive. Uh, if you ever watched that film, and a lot of people complain about it, mm-hmm. I hope they. I hope that with this movie they can somewhat fix that. I, despite how exciting this trailer looks and uh, promising with this movie uh, is coming out to be, mm-hmm. uh, it does definitely look like a, a just a full damage control from Warner Bros. and yes. everyone involved. Mm-hmm. But can it fix what it what it damaged long ago? And could the fans ever forgive <laughs> the mishaps here and there? Are we gonna? Forgive or no? Are we gonna forget Johnny Depp or is Mad Mickelson really gonna steal the show? We won't know until the release of this movie. It's coming out pretty soon, uh, April twenty second, twenty uh, April fifteenth, twenty twenty two. The thing is, because this movie is a trilogy, I don't. I think it might be a little bit too late. <laughs> if it was, if it was like maybe five, six, seven movies in a series, I'd be like, yeah, they have the time to flush him out further but if you think about it we've had three Grindelwald so far we had three of them I understand that the first one was disguise Mm -hmm. I get it but still having to switch actors like that I understand that even the reason why they switched out Johnny Depp wasn't even because of uh, um, no Johnny it wasn't because of uh, we just decided to change the thing but no it's because of controversy so Johnny Depp wasn't surrounded by controversy. You probably would have still seen his version of Grindelwald, which honestly is a world I do not want to live in because then we would have missed out on Mads Mikkelsen. Guys, Harry Potter fans out there, Texas 4215 and Dude, you guys are the, the true critics. Have you watched the trailer for The Secrets of Dumbledore? Do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be everything you hoped for or is it just too late? You know, we'll have to wait until this movie comes out. I'll, this is this is probably the first time I'll watch it in theaters because last movies I never bothered. I'm like, I just forgot. I'm like, wait, that movie came out. I oh, watched you know? I watched the first one in the theater because I was like, oh my god, something new from the Harry Potter world. And then it was just I sh- <laughs> I could have watched it at home. The second one, I was like, okay, I missed out. Let's watch it. I was five minutes in and I got bored of it. But let's see what happens with this upcoming iteration. And let's see what we're going to be talking about next. And that is some NFTs. Yes, we've been talking a lot about them. But this one is kind of a little bit funny or sad. Not in our, not for us, but for them. Because a bored ape NFT that was supposed to sell for $300,000 was accidentally sold for $3,000 because of a misplaced decimal point coming up next right here on the afternoon cutek make a hot cuppa and relax it's afternoon karak with Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atia on pulse 95 imagine 
Imagine you selling something and you're so happy about managing to sell it. You're boasting about it. You're like, uh-huh, look at what I did. I'm selling this and it's for a big amount of money. And you're proud of yourself only to realize a little bit too late that you accidentally sold it for way much less, much less than you actually wanted to sell it for because you accidentally put the comma or the decimal point in the wrong place because that is exactly what happened when a bored ape nft sold for three thousand dollars instead of three hundred and thousand dollars now an nft owner uh, the nft owner uh, uh, max or max not uh, listed the nft for sale on saturday and it was supposed to go for 75 ethereum which was roughly three hundred thousand dollars but instead of 75 ethereum it was 0.75 ethereum Uh which was roughly three thousand dollars and he he didn't realize it until it was too late when he was talking with the cnt cn uh uh, he said that i i list a lot of items every day and i just wasn't paying attention properly i instantly saw the error as my finger clicked the mouse but a bot sent a transaction with over a ethereum which is thirty four thousand dollars and it was instantly sniped before i could click cancel and just like that boom two hundred and fifty thousand dollars was was lost. Two hundred ninety-seven thousand. Well, it, he, he the bot bought it for thirty-four thousand. Oh, it went okay. for three thousand. Mm-hmm. Somebody a, a bot okay, bought it for okay. yeah. So and again, so, still still a large amount of money that was it lost. It hurts. It really hurts. It hurts a lot. And the thing is, although this is not uncommon, this has happened a lot of times. I mean, human error has existed since the dawn of time but here's the thing and that goes back to the whole thing with nfts being unregulated is that in the world of finance and banking for example we have the um the whole the the usual fat fingers kind of issue where you accidentally move a decimal accidentally add an extra zero which is what happened with deutsche bank a couple of years ago all the way back in 2015 when they accidentally sent six billion dollars to a hedge fund and because it was regulated they could just simply send that money back you know because they had no right to it it was a mistake obviously there's lots of clauses and contracts etc that meant that that person would have to send the money back but because nfts are unregulated he has absolutely no right and that goes basically max has absolutely no right despite the fact that he wanted it was a mistake to get back the money that he intended to sell it for. I'm sure it's eating him up in the inside. It's a, it's a really bad business decision. Um, I, I want to feel bad, but I just my stance with NFTs are still uh, very, you know, wishy-washy. I just wish it wasn't the the these apes as the, <laughs> as the million the multi-million dollar NFTs that it's are out just, there in the market. It's, it's just, just I wish weird. it was yeah, I wish it was more intricate art art that mm. actually speaks for something. Actually, there is plenty of art that speaks for something. Lots of independent artists are selling their own art as NFTs and whatnot. But it still goes back to this is one of the main reasons why I myself am against it is because it's so unregulated. And even if it is regulated, I still would be against it because of the ecological issues and problems that, you know, come along with NFTs. You might say this is the same case with cop, uh, with cryptocurrency in general. So it's a whole gray area, lots of things that need to be talked about. But NFTs are something I personally that are 
not not my cup of tea. My cup of tea is right here. This happens to be some green tea. Coming up next, that, that was a joke, Mikhail. I loved it. That was great. You you were not laughing. No, like <laughs> you were not. You know what? I'm upset now. No. I need a break before we move on. To- it was worth a like a grin. That was wow. You know what? Fair enough. As, as upset as I am, it's fair. It's all about subjectivity, etc. And that's why we believe the board ape uh, NFTs are not it. Absolutely not. I think that's more objective than subjective, despite what the celebrities are doing. Let's take a quick break for us to gather ourselves and prepare you for our last segment before we head off and give the baton over to Big Hassan Schofield on Yella Home. So stay tuned and stay locked to Pulse95. It's almost 5 p.m. That was afternoon Karak. For dessert, Aisha and Mikhail suggest. Well, first of all, our biggest and most important suggestion is for you guys to check out our podcast. And the reason why we say this is because we have some cool things to say across the hour and then you might have missed out on it. So for you to catch up with our interesting debates and our rants and Mikhail disappointing me one more time, um, you can always check out our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and that includes... Uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, and Rami, SoundCloud. Just search up the afternoon Karak, and you will find us there. You can search up any of Pulse95 Radio's shows, and you'll find them there as well. Also, you can come up and subscribe, like, and comment on our videos on YouTube. Just search up Pulse95 Radio, and you will find us. And now we make way for Mikhail's suggestion. So it's a very simple suggestion. Maybe you guys don't know this, but most delivery uh, services, even transportation services like Uber and Kareem, uh, provide a tipping uh, feature. And 100% of that money goes directly to the rider or the driver himself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel bad when I order from you know those food delivery services. And I noticed that the, the delivery man is going to be driving 30, 40, minutes just to bring my order yeah and i just feel like i just be- i become obligated to tip the writer mm-hmm. and so my suggestion to you guys if 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 you ever see like the writer driving very long distances for your order it doesn't hurt to throw in a you know five ten twenty dirhams believe me it makes their day Absolutely, especially since all kinds of delivery services have been making it a little bit more accessible to send a tip to your driver. For example, Talaba did say that they do not take any percentage mm-hmm. from the tip you send them, even though I don't like the fact that it's restricted. I think it's unfair for them to do that. I think it should be up to the person to send them a tip. You know, if they want to give them more, give them less, it's all up to them. But yeah, it's it's a good it's a good way to incorporate that. And Mikhail is absolutely right. Always try your bestest. I know it does not exist. The word does not exist. But your bestest in tipping those lovely people who basically keep us going, to yeah. be honest. They make our world go round. So make sure you show your appreciation towards them. A little small gesture of kindness goes a long way. And that is it, guys, for this hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. We got Yella Home right now, Anna Schofield and Big Hass, keeping you guys busy from 5 till 8 o'clock. And don't worry, we're going to be back here again same time, same vibes, only here on Pulse 95. If you liked this episode of Afternoon Karak, drop a like and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Instagram for all our daily updates and top stories.